Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Downriver Current podcast presented by the Trend Trib. As always, I am Brian Rezeppa, and today we have a very special guest. Uh, last week we had on Ed Clemeni, who told us a little bit about his work with the Wayne County Liquor Commission and some of his travels around the world. And this time we go to a very big part of the Trenton historical community, a guy by the name of Jeff Wager. Um, he is a retired Wayne County Road Commission supervisor and is very involved with the Trenton Historical Society. Along with that, he has also re- recently written a book about Elizabeth Park. So as always, if you enjoy the show, make sure to leave a five-star review on iTunes and give us any feedback that you may have. Thanks for listening. All right, Jeff, thank you for coming on the podcast today. Well, thank you for asking me. It's a pleasure always to talk about Trenton history. And, you know, let's let's just start off right there. You know, I had mentioned in our introduction, you know, you had recently released a book about Elizabeth Park. But before we get to that, um, you know, tell me a little bit about your your background with the city of Trenton. I know you're a lifelong resident, but, you know, tell me a little bit about your background. What kind of drew you towards, you know, researching some of this history of the city of Trenton? Well, I guess uh, probably have to start at the beginning. Uh, my family came here to, uh, to Trenton uh, in the early 1830s, and uh, I grew up listening to old family stories. And along the way, I was always interested in finding out where these things were at and what they might have looked like, and, uh, uh, and that's what kind of like piqued my interest in, uh, in researching uh, Trenton history. Uh, Trenton has like many small communities. Uh, we have a uh, we have a, tor- a story to tell, and Trenton has a uh, really a pretty good story to tell. There's uh, I, I wish we were probably a little bit better in, in publicizing uh, our history than what we have been. But uh, yeah, I would have to say it all goes back to the uh, uh, to my family history and, and being here in town and and just wondering where things were at and what they might have looked like. And that's what uh, drew me to both the uh, Trenton Historical Society and the uh, uh, Trenton Historical uh, Commission. And uh, over the years, uh, I've just gathered uh, a lot of information on Trenton, uh, a lot of photographs on Trenton. And and, uh, uh, in the late 60s, uh, I was uh, uh, invited by... uh, uh, Dick Owens, who was Claude Owens' uh, son, uh, for those of you who might know uh, Owens School, that would be uh, uh, Richard Owens' uh, uh, father. And uh, I was very fortunate. He gave me a, a whole photo album of, uh, of photographs that uh, Claude had taken uh, early on in Trenton. I think he came to Trenton about uh, oh, maybe, oh, 1912, 1913. And, and a lot of the uh, early photographs that you see of uh, Trenton school children, uh, those were photographs that were taken by, by Claude. But anyway, Claude had a, a wonderful uh, collection of photographs that he had taken down at what is today Elizabeth Park, but back when it was named uh, Slocum's Island. And uh, the first part of my book is uh, 
contains uh, quite a few of those uh, those photographs to, uh, to show what uh, uh, Elizabeth Park would have looked like before uh, uh, it got uh, under county ownership. Uh, the Slocums were uh, always pretty generous with uh, with the community and allowing use of their of their property, especially after uh, uh, Elliot P. Uh, I should say Giles Slocum died. Uh, the family moved to uh, Detroit, and they still returned to uh, their summer home here in, on the island. Uh, and they were here for, you know, special events and holidays also. But uh, their gift that uh, that they gave to the county, uh, it's truly remarkable, you know, after all these years. I mean, it's, uh, and this is the anniversary, this is the 100th anniversary of the uh, of that gift, and it truly is uh, the gift that keeps on giving. Uh, we're very fortunate to have Elizabeth Park right here in our midst, in our backyard, and and uh, I know there's probably limited interest, but uh, uh, for those of us that grew up in the area, uh, there's a lot of fond memories of uh, spending our time down there and taking class picnics down there at the park and. Uh, uh, when I was in high school and college, I worked five summers down at the park, and uh, uh, I just more or less fell in love with the, with the place. But, but like I say, over the years, I, I accumulated uh, quite a few uh, uh, photographs of the uh, of the park, and uh, it just happened to kind of like here, years after I've more or less kind of completed my photo collection of, uh, of the park, uh, I realized uh, it was the 100th anniversary of the uh, donation of their gift, and I thought it would be an opportune time to uh, uh, to do a little book on it. Uh, there will probably be uh, some other publications uh, on Elizabeth Park coming out uh, in the near future to celebrate uh, the actual uh, dedication of the park on uh, July the 4th, uh, 1923. And I think, it will, you know, any additional works will all uh, enhance the story of of, uh, of the park. But we're really fortunate to have it right here in our backyard. Right. And, you know, just having gone through the book myself, you know, as you had mentioned with Claude Owen being the actual photographer and a lot of these, you know, some of these, many of these pictures are just kind of incredible, just the, the, the overall quality, even from, you know, looking at, you know, a Trenton Boy Scouts in 1914 or even, uh, which is maybe my personal favorite being uh, the town, Trenton's old town baseball club known as the Seminoles. I, I'm a big baseball fan, but I did not even know, did not have any idea that we had a, a town baseball club at any point, let alone in uh, 1895. Um, so, you know, kind of along those same lines, you know, having done the research and, you know, seeing some of these historical photographs, was there anything that kind of, you know, really jumped out at you and really kind of, um, you know, gripped you in as far as, wow, I, I really didn't know anything uh, that Trenton had this within their history. Well, uh, probably, I, I guess, uh, uh, one being probably the most uh, visible uh, connection still to the uh, Slocum family is the uh, Slocum uh, caretaker's house that uh, used to be down on Slocum Island next to the uh, uh, the Slocum House. Uh, that actually is still in town, and it sits on 
uh, the west side of Elizabeth Drive as you're entering the park. Uh, it's the second to the last house on the right, and that uh, was the caretaker's house. Uh, the county offered it to anyone free of charge uh, if they would move it out of the park. And uh, uh, Nick Manns uh, uh, took him up on that offer and, and uh, moved it out of the park and staged it first on the uh, east side of uh, Elizabeth Drive. And then when he made the proper uh, preparations on the, uh, on the lot, uh, they moved the, uh, the house over there, and that's where it's, uh, it's sat ever since uh, uh, the county took the park over in, uh, in 1919. So that was one of the, the visible uh, ones. And, and probably the, uh, uh, the other kind of like revelation was that uh, at the time of the gift, uh, Trenton was offered uh, five acres at the southern border of the uh, uh, of, the, of the property of the uh, park, and uh, that five acres was traded for the property where Slocum's Truax High School was eventually built. Uh, the Slocum's had uh, donated that property for public use uh, long before uh, uh, they built Slocum Truax there, but. Uh, the school uh, and uh, system and, and the superintendent, uh, J.L. Anderson, uh, approached the Slocum uh, descendants uh, about uh, allowing them to uh, uh, build a school on that property, and they would uh, forego the five acres uh, down at Elizabeth Park. And uh, so that's what happened. Uh, we ended up with the Slocum Truax uh, High School that. Uh, Graduated its first class in 1924 and graduated its last class in, in 1956 and remained for a number of years as uh, Trenton's uh, junior high and uh, was torn, sadly, in my opinion, sadly torn down, but uh, uh, it's now uh, back to what it originally uh, was intended when the Slocums gave it to Trenton uh, as a park and Bud Ennis as a baseball field named after in there. So it's, it's still put to good use and that's, uh, that's always nice to see. Right. And, you know, one of the things beyond, you know, just the actual photographs themselves and, um, you know, just overall looking at the book, one of the things that, you know, really stood out to me was just, you know, I was kind of blown away, I guess, by the intricate details that, you know, when you really think about it, I have just wondered how you could possibly know anything that, uh, some of these things that, um, were in the book. So for instance, um, on page 28 of the book, you had, uh, that a trend resident was hired as the first part guard for a salary of $150 a month in 1923. And then his, you even had the first speeding ticket and, uh, the fine that it cost. And then on the other side, it has the operator of the original park concession stand. So, you know, with that level of detail, you know, obviously Trenton is not um, like a New York City or something like that that necessarily has that vast historical uh, base to work from. So how do you go about uncovering some some of these, you know, some of these lesser known uh, interesting facts? Well, you know, you use a, a variety of, of, of sources. You know, uh, you know, when you're dealing with, say, like Wayne County, uh, you use the uh, the old road commission annuals that are published every year, and they, and they detail the, uh, their operations of the, the previous year. 
So you come up with a little information uh, off of those. Uh, uh, one of the uh, great sources of information that, uh, that people uh, tend to overlook are land records. And land records uh, contain a lot of information. I mean, uh, other than just the, the physical description of the, uh, of the property. For instance, you can get uh, probate records uh, off the land, uh, at land records. You, uh, probate uh, uh, case numbers are listed there, so you, know, you can get that case number and go uh, to the probate court and get those records and, and look up and see who's all involved. And, and, but there's, but there's uh, uh, divorce records and decrees uh, are included in land records. There's uh, uh, liens on properties that are, that are included. So it, it's, a, it, it's a tool that I, uh, a lot of people overlook. But uh, one of the, the great uh, uh, sources that we have are our local newspapers. And our papers, uh, sadly enough here in Trenton, uh, our paper uh, that we all think of as the Trenton Times uh, actually began as uh, as the uh, uh, the centennial in 1876, and unfortunately, uh, we only have uh, uh, newspapers going back to uh, 1912. Uh, the Trenton Times suffered a uh, a fire uh, sometime around World War II or post World War II, and all those early uh, issues in newspapers from uh, uh, 1876 to 1911 uh, were lost. So there's a great amount of uh, of our local history that's uh, uh, that's kind of evaporated from us. But uh, fortunately, uh, uh, the uh, Wyandotte Herald uh, uh, was publishing them, but uh, uh, they always uh, had like a little Trenton column in their in their Wyandotte paper where list little tidbits of information uh, uh, that was going on. But, uh, but yeah, you know, there's, there's the other sources or information, you know, like the uh, evening news, uh, uh, the free press, uh, they're all sources of uh, information. The, uh, the Amherstburg Echo, uh, even though it's located in Canada, uh, there was a lot of interaction between Canadians and, and this border over here, uh, Many Canadians uh, back then, uh, they farmed, uh, but when uh, farming was over for the season, uh, while they came over here to, to work in uh, factories uh, uh, for the winter. So there's a lot of interaction and inter intermarriage. But, uh, but yeah, basically, you know, it's, uh, it's just a lot of research, and, and uh, uh, it's, it's the hobby that, uh, that I enjoy and, and uh, the fun of it is in the, uh, the hunt. And, uh, you know, when you find what you're looking for, you know, it's kind of a, a letdown. It's kind of like, oh, well, okay, got there, and, well, what's next? You know, and off you go in another direction, you know. But for me, that's the, uh, that's the fun of it is, uh, is in the search for, uh, uh, for, for history, you know. And uh, I know people that do research, and, uh, you know, sometimes I don't want to sound like I'm patting myself on the back, but... Sometimes you get kind of like pretty good at it, you know. You can uh, you, you can come up with uh, something that you're looking for, you know, and you can you can almost predict in what direction it's going to go. And uh, uh, and it's amazing, you know, that uh, that turns out to be true. But uh, uh, 
yeah, it's yeah, research is uh, for me a lot of fun. I spend a lot of time uh, down at the Burton. Burton has a wonderful collection down there. Uh, Wayne State has a, a wonderful collection down there. Uh, the uh, uh, State Library in, in Lansing has just a wonderful collection. And uh, the really good thing is is that uh, a lot of these collections now are coming online. So at least, you know, you can look at their catalogs and find what they have in their collection before you even go there. When I first started doing this, seems like a, a lifetime ago, uh, it was, you know, gather your, your questions and, uh, and write them down a, on a notebook and off you would go to the library and, and you would have to go through the card catalog and, and search and then you would write down all the call numbers and then, you, you know, you have to come back at a later date and start uh, pulling out the... Uh, uh, the information that, uh, from the call numbers, and so it, take, it was it was time consuming and and uh, uh, a little bit disheartening sometimes. You know that the research doesn't move along at a little faster faster pace. But uh, but yeah, basically though, the newspapers are are a real wonderful source of information. Uh, you you have to take newspapers though uh, with a uh, with a grain of salt. Uh, for their accuracy, uh, but they act more like a uh, a journal, like a diary, and uh, that allows you to kind of like least pinpoint uh, the time period and the time frame, so that you can go to other sources and uh, and look up during that uh, time period and and uh, see what kind of information that uh, that you can find out, especially when it was it's information you know that you would like to have another source confirming what you looked at to begin with, you know, so, uh, but every now and then, uh, you know, you, you get, you know, you get stung on your research, you know, by, uh, uh, especially, like I say, in the, in the newspapers, it seems like back then, uh, the same uh, information was passed down the line to another uh, newspaper who just rewrote it, you know, and published in, in their paper, and so sometimes, uh you know, the errors were just compounded, you know, down the line, too. So uh, you get stung like that every now and then. But most often, though, it's, uh, they're pretty accurate, at least as far as the uh, as far as far the time frame goes and allows you to uh, uh, look at another uh, another source to confirm. Right. And, you know, having, having built this experience, uh, obviously through the book, but, you know, in the years prior to, you know, going through all these research methods, and like you said, with, a lot of these things coming online, it, it may be getting a little bit easier uh, as far as researching goes. So kind of with that being said, you know, what's the, what's next for you? I mean, is there, is there a plan for a next book or, you know, what is next on the agenda for you? Well, there's all kinds of things, you know, it's just that, you know, I'm, I'm running out of uh, tomorrow's and years to do them in, you know, but the, uh, uh, yeah, I've uh, I've kind of agreed to uh, uh, to uh, do some uh, uh, placking for the historical markers for the uh, historical society, uh, and I'll be doing uh, uh, the research and the text uh, on those this uh, this winter, and uh, hopefully, what I would like to see is uh, probably us uh, put up. Uh, um, 
well, I don't know, two to three to four uh, more historical markers uh, next year. And uh, they're, they're pricey to do. Uh, we don't go through the state because then they're really pricey. And uh, so we, we do them on our own and we contract uh, with a company that, uh, that uh, forges our, our plaques for us. And uh, uh, we find that uh, that is a, a pretty much an affordable way to, uh, to do it. But, uh, but we're always looking for somebody to sponsor uh, a historical marker for us. And, you know, uh, we, give, we do give a, a credit line on the, on the bottom of the marker, you know, for anybody that would care to uh, uh, donate to, uh, the cost of a marker. Uh, we would be happy to do that. But, the, uh, but you know, Trenton, we have, uh, uh, we still have a ton of, uh, you know, historical sites that, uh, that need to be, you know, acknowledged. Uh, we have uh, Trenton's first, uh, the world's first uh, uh, traffic lines uh, were right here in Trenton. Uh, we have uh, uh, the uh, John Craig uh, shipyard uh, that was also the site of the Churchfield Electric Automobile Manufacturing. Uh, we have the uh, the Church Boat Works. Uh, uh, we have the quarry. Uh, we have the uh, cultural center. Uh, you know, we just have uh, you know uh, a, a ton of them. Uh, uh, one of the things that. Uh, uh, that I would like to correct a little bit too. Uh, recently, I, in conjunction with doing a little research, uh, many of us know the uh, what is called the halfway house out on uh, uh, West Jefferson there, uh, being a early home of uh, the founder of Trenton Abraham Truax. And it would seem from uh, uh, information uh, from the past that uh, uh, 2X is credited with buying uh, the property that became Trenton uh, in uh, 1818, and that's an error. And it wasn't until 1820 that he that he purchased the property. But the uh, but the house that that's there uh, was not uh, built in 1818 or 1820. It is probably going to turn out to be that that house was uh, built in uh, in construction constructed in the uh, uh, middle 1830s. Uh, I I do have a wonderful uh, article that describes Trenton uh, uh, in 1844 from a uh, from a gal by the name of Hattie Vaught here in town, and she was a 10 year old girl when she first came to Trenton, and she describes her uh, her first uh, look at Trenton, and was just you know more or less taken aback how rural we were. At that time, when, she, when she, her family first came here, there were only six framed houses here in some six, you know, like stick-built houses that we think of today. Uh, all the rest of the uh, residents in town were log cabins. And, you know, it's hard to envision, you know, uh, you know in your imagination, uh, you know, log cabins, you know, down Riverside Drive, but but there were, and the uh, the other interesting thing is that uh, she said when you're driving down uh, West Jefferson with your horse and buggy, you had to get out of your buggy and lead your horse around all the tree stumps in the in the roadway. They hadn't been cleared out of the roadway yet, you know. But uh, but yeah, it, it's a wonderful uh, uh, counting of uh, of uh, 
uh, and a wonderful look at the uh, early Trenton, you know, and, uh, uh, you know, Chuax, uh, uh, he, uh, he first came to this area, you know, as a result of his uh, uh, militia service uh, during World War, or World War, during the War of 1812. Uh, and uh, later when the property uh, uh, became available by uh, uh, he, he purchased, uh, I think, roughly about 120 acres or 160 acres that eventually came Trenton. And over the years, you know, he added uh, uh, he added to it, you know. But uh, Jewak, sadly, was uh, uh, was killed in uh, 1844 when the uh, steamer uh, General Vance uh, blew up over at Sandwich, Ontario. And uh, he was mortally wounded and died uh, later that day. And uh, fortunately, his uh, his daughter uh, married Giles B. Slocum, the uh, family that eventually owned the uh, uh, Elizabeth Park property. And uh, Giles uh, Slocum was uh, a man of some means and uh, was able to uh, acquire property, and and uh, he owned a lot of timber rights in uh, in western Michigan and became quite well, uh, quite wealthy. And uh, so Trenton kind of like moved along with the uh, with the Slocum family, and and uh, but throughout Trenton's history, uh, I think uh, you know if you look at it objectively, uh, Trenton's history has always kind of been uh, too few have had too much to say about what goes on in town, and uh, you know it's it's still kind of like that, but the uh, um, the Slocums. Uh, uh, I, I think you know uh, got their nose out of joint when uh, uh, they built the Slocum uh, Truex uh, uh, High School. The uh, uh, the family uh, campaigned against uh, the building of that high school, and uh, uh, the town folks uh, uh, went ahead with it uh, over their objections. And and uh, I think the uh, uh, the Slocum descendants uh, they. They always kind of held that against uh, against Trenton after that, but uh, we've uh, uh, Trenton's always, you know, at least in in my opinion, uh, has always been kind of a, a bedroom community, and uh, even today, I th- yeah, I, I would think it uh, would be called a, a bedroom community. I think people uh, look at Trenton, uh, residents look at Trenton, and uh, uh, you know, they feel it's. Uh, uh, it's a safe place. Uh, they feel it's a comfortable place. Uh, they feel uh, their school system is is a good school system, and and we have good city services. And uh, uh, I'm not too sure uh, many of the residents are are very eager to see, uh, you know, like a lot of uh, development uh, or redevelopment here in Trenton. Uh, that's going to bring you know congestion and and upset you know your daily lives. So uh, you know I, I know progress you know is is a good thing most of the time anyway. And uh, I I'm not against progress, but I do think we have to uh, take into consideration uh, our past and what's available. And uh, I would like to see uh, uh, Trenton, especially downtown Trenton. I, I would like to see them capitalize more on Trenton's history than than what we do, and I think you know we need to have an architectural review board for downtown Trenton, where 
uh, we can kind of like uh, uh, get back to traditional uh, styled uh, uh, businesses and, and uh, promote uh, Trenton's history that way. And uh, Trenton, I think, you know, could, could do better at capitalizing on on their past. And and I think that's part of the problem. You know, we we haven't been able to really publicize and educate uh, people about Trenton history and what's here. And so hopefully we get uh, uh, a couple, three, four more uh, plaques put up, uh, historical markers put up uh, uh, next uh, next year. Where that'll go a long way and to help uh, people realize that uh, that we do have kind of a, a neat history, you know, that we can take uh, we can take pride in. Right, and I mean I think. It goes without saying that you know, with with the uh, with the Elizabeth Park book, uh, you know, Images of America, Elizabeth Park. I think you did a great job in you know, kind of publicizing some of that, just even a glimpse of that history that uh, that Trenton holds. So, kind of with that being said, you know, where can people find this book to purchase it? Well, locally, uh, uh, it's available at the uh, these uh, uh, at the framery. The, uh, the the author signed books are, are available at the framery. Uh, the publisher has them uh, available uh, uh, on Amazon. You can buy them through uh, through Amazon. But if you're looking for locally and if you're looking for an autographed uh, uh, book, it's uh, they're over there at the framery. All right, great. Well, Jeff, I really appreciate you coming on the podcast. Well, thank you for asking me. Asking me, this has been kind of a delight to, uh, to talk a little bit about Trenton history. Well, I hope it has also been a delight for our listeners. And if it was, be sure to leave a five-star review on iTunes. Once again, thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.